traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Well, equestrians, it's 2 o'clock Friday afternoon, time for the International Equine Report. This is Scott Miller coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida. And we were going to talk a lot of horse stuff today. We had to, recently had the Derby last week. Uh, it's pretty good Derby. A lot, a lot of um, things happened during the Derby. Uh, we're going to talk about that uh, for a little bit here. Um, the horse business has really been taking a beating through the press um, over the last, uh, I'd say, probably 30 to 60 days. Um, they're talking about equine safety and the health of horses and the, just in the horse industry as a whole. And uh, unfortunately, at Churchill Downs, we had uh, um, had four or five uh, uh, incidents that happened, and uh, we lost some horses, uh, two on the track and four in the barns, barn area. And um, it, it's part of the business. It's part of the business. Uh, we don't like to see it, but when it happens, you know, it usually makes a big, uh, big news. And unfortunately, uh, the press gets a hold of it, and they talk about uh, all the industry, the horse industry is going to go, uh, is going uh, belly up, as they say. Uh, they had a situation at Santa Anita last year. They said that, oh, there's going to be no more racing at Santa Anita. Uh, they had all these excuses about no more racing. Well, long story short, uh, and this is just from the state of Kentucky. Now, I could do every I could do every state in this country with an economic impact study. In fact, um, uh, tomorrow we're going to have on my on the website uh, intv.org is going to be called the Florida Horse. It's about the e- uh, economic impact that the horse has on Florida. Uh, and particularly Palm Beach County. But, um, you know, like I said, we had some incidents at Churchill, and everybody jumped on board and started screaming and hollering, you know, about how bad it is and, and all uh, things of that nature. But um, I just wanted to uh, tell you, it goes without saying that this industry is a critical to the Kentucky finances and future growth. Key words, future growth. Per the Kentucky Thoroughbred Association, the equine industry generates roughly $6.5 billion on the total economic impact that supports over 60,000 jobs in Kentucky. It brings over $100 million in tax revenue for the state. The hub around which the industry is built is the Kentucky Derby, the oldest continuously held major sporting event in the United States per KTA. In 2019, the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks had an economic impact on the city of Louisville of $356 million, and and some of that was distributed out throughout the state. It's just amazing, you know, what they do, um, you know, uh, dollar-wise. And like we've said here before, many times over, many times over, that the horse industry, no matter what state you're in or what country you're in, when you have the uh, horse industry uh, uh, having horse shows, horse racing, horse sales, um, you know, you name it. If it's with the horse business, you, you've got you, you've got an economic impact. You know, we're talking about the tax stop shops that uh, 
sell the um, equipment and saddles and the liniments and the medicines. We're talking about um, uh, people that uh, build the saddles, make the saddles, and and all the equipment that goes with the horse business. Uh, we're talking about feed companies. We're talking about uh, horse transportation. Uh, everything that, that I could go off, and if you look at the website, you'll see where the horse uh, industry uh, is affecting us everywhere. Um, you know, we, we've got the horse transportation. We've got horse feed. Uh, we've got uh, 60,000 jobs in Kentucky that are supported by the horse industry. Uh, we've got the sales. Uh, we've got all kinds of event, events, especially in Kentucky, the three-day Rolex event. They get close over 100,000 people there on, on the final day. And so, you know, that's what we're saying. There, there are a lot of drawbacks to every sport. Uh, and, and it's unfortunately when it becomes, uh, it comes down to the horse, you know, they really get crazy on, you know, how it's going to go away. They need to stop it. And it's just not going to happen because you're talking about too much money that's being generated by that industry for those local communities. And, and so that, that's, you know, one thing that I just wanted to get across to everybody. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, um, uh, what the Preakness comes up a week from tomorrow. Uh, the Preakness will be uh, held in Baltimore, Maryland at Pimlico. And, and, and speaking of Pimlico, uh, for a long time there, they didn't know if they were going to have uh, Pimlico because uh, it was dilapidated. It was uh, just in poor shape. Um, bad maintenance on it, bad management. But now uh, the Stronics, uh, you know, are working on it. They're getting that uh, uh, fixed back up. They're going to really make it a show place. And the second jewel of the Triple Crown. And they also have Laurel and Bowie. And I don't know what the status is going to be on Laurel and Bowie, but I'm understanding that um, uh, Laurel is going to be converted over to a, um, a training center, is what is what I've heard. And, and, and again, you know, it's an economic impact. They couldn't take away any of those racetracks because they employ so many so many people and they just renovated and re um, uh, refurbished uh, Belmont Park and uh, they added a PETA track to, uh, to the facility there which was really uh, really good for the horsemen uh, because uh, we run on PETA here in South Florida and there's quite a few tracks that have the PETA track so you know that that's um, uh, getting in sync with all the other tracks in the country uh, Belmont also uh, replaced um, the turf track and the dirt track so now they've got three tracks there that they can uh, that they can run on, and they also uh, are making the uh, infield um, a family friendly uh, place for entertainment, uh, for, uh, for horse racing, uh, concerts, uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and we'll talk about that uh, next week when I get the get the specifics and the mail and the new map uh, of the new Belmont Park, which they're racing at now. And they're racing in Pimlico because Pimlico's got the second leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, the Preakness and the Black-Eyed Susan are coming up this Friday and Saturday, a week, a week from today, uh, a week from today and tomorrow. And uh, so, um, you know, it, it's all right there. Sponsors are there, and and, and the, the impact, the economic impact, like I said, is great. And, and just just to prove what I was saying about the horse business, the Kentucky Derby was the most watched sports event since the Super Bowl. It, it was just 
unbelievable television coverage that they had. And and speaking of the television coverage, they're like in a battle because uh, years ago, back in the day, ABC used to carry the Triple Crown Series, uh, Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. And then uh, due to financial reasons, uh, uh, NBC got uh, hold of um, – of the Derby and, you know, it started, they started playing the, the, uh, who's going to broadcast what war, you know, in, in the horse industry. And so, uh, you know, that still remains to be seen. We'll know this summer, uh, about, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, but, um, it, the total audience delivery for the Kentucky Derby this year was 14.8 million, 14.8 million. That was just phenomenal, you know, to see uh, what you know what it was. Uh, and during the, the, the prime time, the, the Derby itself, they had 16.6 million from seven to 7:15 watching the Kentucky Derby. So uh, you know, it's it's unbelievable, uh, you know, how the sport is is growing. And the best markets they had, Louisville was the number one uh, market. Um, then Cincinnati, Fort Myers, Knoxville, West Palm Beach, Buffalo, New Orleans, Hartford, Baltimore, and Minneapolis uh, were were stations that carried, you know, uh, got the most people in. And so it all goes back to, you know, the economic impact that that has and the the reason sponsors like to get involved in things like this, Uh, you know, broadcasting of polo, which they're doing on a regular basis now, and you can see uh, we'll have a chucker on Sunday. Uh, that's our polo show. That'll, that'll be on Sunday afternoon uh, on our website. And and then we have the Global Champions Tour uh, that's on the website uh, today and through the, uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's um, the Longines Global uh, Champions Tour, and they're coming to uh, from Madrid, Spain uh, this time. Here they were just in Miami. And now, you know, they're, they're riding in uh, Madrid, Spain. And we had riders from uh, Sunshine Meadows here, from uh, uh, our trainers here. We had them riding in Miami, and they'll be over in Madrid, Spain also. Uh, so, you know, it's there. But, you know, the whole point that I'm trying to make here is the fact that the horse industry is very important to our economic stability in each uh, state that we go in, whether it's a, a small mom-and-pop tax shop, uh, whether it's a Burger King, um, you know, uh, the Publix or Kroger's or, or Ralph's or whatever grocery store you shop at is there, and then the gas stations and things of that nature uh, and that, that we have. And, you know, it's very important that having said that, and, and, and hope I got my point across of how, point, uh, how important uh, that point was about the economic impact. I hope I got that across to everybody out there. And the reason I'm saying this now is because we're getting ready to get into some deep water here. We're going to talk about what happened at the Kentucky Derby. For example, Forte, the horse that was the favorite, the overwhelming favorite for the Kentucky Derby, this horse was a monster. He was good. Uh, He did everything that he was supposed to do. Uh, you couldn't have written a better, uh, you know, script uh, from Forte to go on and win the Derby. He did everything that was asked of him. Well, on the Tuesday night, or the Wednesday before the Derby, um, he took a bad step on the track, 
and got a foot bruise. And so that foot bruise could heal up in three or four days, or it could be five days, or it could be a month. And so they they scratched him from the derby. They scratched him from the derby. And that was in the best interest of the horse. Uh, the veterinarians agreed, the owners agreed, the trainer agreed, the jockey agreed, just to go ahead and scratch the horse. So that really set everybody spinning. But on Derby Day, unfortunately, unfortunately on Derby Day, they had two breakdowns. They had two horses that had to be euthanized. Uh, they were on the track. One was on the turf track and one was on the dirt track. And they had uh, had an injury beyond repair is, is what happened. And so, you know, everybody started talking, you know, 4K scratched, and we had three or four other horses in the derby that had scratched. And, uh, you know, it was just like one of those bad days for, for the horse industry. But, you know, getting back to, to the scratches and the bruise, uh, it's something that you have to do. The horses that broke down on the track, on the turf, and on the dirt, um, you know, that that's something that happens. And, and a lot of studies are starting to point towards the inbreeding in the horse. Uh, when you have a lot of inbreeding, you don't have the bone density that you normally would have, uh, you know, because you're getting the bloodlines too close together. And also, and that makes us for a, a larger cell, bone cell, the density's not there, uh, you know, that type of thing. Now, in my in my experience, uh, we've always, uh, horses that we were training or, or getting ready to buy, uh, we would ultrasound them, and we'd ultrasound the heart, the lungs, and, and the legs. And if we didn't see the thickness in there that, that we required, you know, and we didn't see the, the, the small bone cells, then, then we would actually, you know, send those horse off to uh, to the sales and, and sell them. And it's not that we were trying to hide anything. It's just that that was the procedure that we had with, you know, with and uh, requirements that we uh, implemented to buy horses. And everybody else could do it. Uh, they should do it. Uh, you know, that that's the best interest of the owner and the horse, and, and you go from there. Because the bone density and the muscle mass and the, and the, the heart, in the lungs, uh, and when you ultrasound them, that can dictate your training program for your horse. Uh, it, it tells you how far you can, you know, uh, go with them. Uh, it, it tells you a lot. And so there's a lot to to the business, you know, that, that we're doing here. And so, um, you know, I was hoping uh, that, um, you know, nothing would happen, but it did. But the Derby was a good race. It was wild. It was uh, crazy. Uh, a horse by the name of Madge um, uh, won the race. Um, he's really, really a nice horse. Uh, really a, a real nice horse. And he had a lot of uh, good races on the trail to the Derby. Uh, had a couple seconds, and you know he was he was just really good all the way around. You know, and he he had the right ride, had the right uh, jockey. Um, you know, it was his day, and, and I, I was really amazed. You know that he came, you know, came in like he did. Um, he he was really really good, and but you know I kind of overlooked him, and I think everybody else did too. Uh, you know, they kind of overlooked him, but he he was really a good horse, and you know I was glad to see the horse win. 
you know, up there for their owners and the people that were involved with it. Um, it was a part of a small syndicate, and I say small syndicate. There was 330 people, I think, involved in the micro shares that had bought into the horse. And um, so it, it was it was good for them. Uh, you know, I was really uh, excited for them. And, and we'll see what happens with him, uh, you know, in the uh, um, in the derby. I mean, in the Preakness coming up. And uh, it was Harvey, Javier Castellano's first derby win. And it was good for uh, everybody all the way around. You know, it was good. But, um, you know, I, I, again, you know, we're, we're talking about um, a, a lot of things that go on, uh, you know, in the Derby. And so after the Derby, uh, with 4K scratching and other horses scratching, it was kind of a difficult, you know, day, you know, all in all. So then just uh, this week, um, the Derby was last Saturday, and just this week, uh, through the Blood Horse magazine, um, in the 2022 hopeful states that Todd Pletcher ha- had entered uh, uh, 4K in, and it's an, it's an important stakes race, uh, not only for as a two-year-old in your career, but uh, for stallion purposes, you know, uh, it's very important to win races like the, the hopeful and everything, so... What we found out is this week they came out and they said that um, uh, Forte had tested positive for a medication that was not allowed. And, you know, why they took this long to come out, uh, you know, I I have no idea. We're we're trying to figure that and investigate why it came out now and everything because um, he went on and won the Breeders' Cup, uh, two-year-old juvenile. Um, he won the Florida Derby. You know, the source is just on a roll. And so, you know, testing positive uh, at Saratoga came in, and oh, I tell you, <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people were upset. Uh, Todd was suspended for 10 days and fined $1,000. Uh, the ruling was issued by the state, uh, New York State Gambling Commission a few hours after Forte's connection spoke to reporters uh, about the situation. Fletcher said that Forte owned by the Repulse stable and St. Elias stables was never treated with medication that, that, um, that the plans, uh, to appeal, that they plan to appeal the ruling. And, and so Todd never said, you know, he, he said the horse was never treated with that. So now that becomes another situation is how did he get the medication and, you know, what all happened there. And, and so, you know, it becomes a, it becomes a real, real game, you know, when, when these guys, you know how it is. If, uh, the number one team uh, has always got a target on their back. And I'm not saying that that's what happened here, but I'm just saying that, you know, they had a target on their back and they come up positive. And, and a lot of this, uh, I, I believe, is stemming from uh, what happened uh with um, with uh, Safi Joseph Jr. in the Derby uh, Derby Day, he had to scratch all of his horses. He was immediately suspended because he had um, he had four horses that uh, had died, uh, two in a stall, I think, and then uh, one in a training exercise and, and all. But anyhow, he had the horses die, and so immediately the Kentucky Racing Commission, boom, you know, they're right there. 
And then, you know, with Forte scratching and some other horses scratching, you know, it was just like all of a sudden the rumors start. The rumors start, you know. And that that was the sad, sad part about that, um, you know, having all those rumors going around. So I recently, uh, you know, discussed this with several of the horse people that I know, and it was interesting. Everybody had an opinion that was not good for the horse industry. Now, some of the opinions that I got were from people that were in the business, uh, and I'm not going to say what breed, but they said, oh, the, the business is going down because, um, you know, we've had several track closures over the last uh, six months, and, and uh, it was kind of interesting to see, uh, you know, what their opinion was. You know, but the economic stability uh, of it is solid, you know, and now we're working on the, um, you know, the, the integrity of the sport. And, and that all starts with the, the trainer. The trainer is responsible. He has care, custody, and control of that horse. And whatever goes into that horse is his responsibility. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That trainer is, is responsible for it. Now, in the case of Bob Baffert, and he just uh, is finishing up his service, uh, his sentence that he, he had to serve uh, for horses testing positive for an illegal drug. Um, you know, he said it was the groom, it was an ointment. You know, they all these things started flying, you know, but nevertheless, you know, uh, you know he, he tested positive. And same thing with Todd. Todd, you know, he hasn't said anything. He hasn't given an opinion or a reason or how that could have happened. And that'll come out here in the next, you know, in the next few weeks uh, about, you know, what happened and how he tested positive for it. And, you know, we'll find out the future of Forte. I'm sure it's, uh, it's going to be in racing. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's for sure, you know, but it's just getting over the suspension and getting over, you know, the, the story behind the story, you know, there. So that you know, that's what we're talking about is the integrity of the sport. And I, I ran across and ran into some people that have a new company. Uh, it's called ShowSafe. ShowSafe is probably one of the best ideas that I've seen in the last forty years in the horse business. Unbelievable company. Um, they're going to be on our show next uh, Friday. And we're going to do a Zoom with them on Friday. And we're going to meet the, the owners and all the people that are involved. But what ShowSafe does is they catalog uh, information. And like, like I've always said here on International Equine Network, it's about information distribution. And that makes the whole world go around. The more distribution you have, the more products you have, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. Well, ShowSafe has come up with a program that uh, puts all the information on your horse that you need into an app. And if you get to the veterinarian and, um, you know, your horse is sick, you got, you got all your information right on that app. You just go to that app and it tells everything. It tells you when the horse is born, where he's training at, who the trainer is, you know, what farm he's from. It tells you everything. And we're going to go into that in real detail um, next week. And, you know, and, and that's all I'm going to say about it right now. 
is uh, you'll meet you'll be able to meet and talk to the owners, ask questions, you know, about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I'm I'm telling you, you know, it's all about information. And the problem now that we're having is trying to get the public's, um, you know, get the public uh, feeling comfortable and knowing that it's a good sport, it's a safe sport. There are things that happen. It's like NASCAR racing. It's like football. It's like anything else. You do have, you know, those bad times. And so that's what we're trying to do is get information out, you know, about these things. That's like um, FarmVet uh, that we deal with here. FarmVet has literally any and everything, and they can get that uh, product to you that you need to run your stable or run your farm. Um, they can get that to you anywhere in the country. All you got to do is call FarmVet, email them, uh, you know, go to their website, and you can have it drop shipped anywhere. And that's one of the greatest things about our industry. And, again, it's all about information. Um, that you get, you, you you don't have to be going into that uh, tax shop uh, anymore. Um, you can literally set at your farm and take care of all the business you need to take care of with your with your tax shop, with your feed store, uh, with your transportation. Uh, you can you can take care of it all, and and that's what we're trying to say. We're trying to tell everybody it's about information and organization. And I, I would say the most important part, other than the safety uh, of the horses and the people, uh, you know, in, in the horse business, is organization. If you're organized and you sit down and it's your desk and you can click on hallway feeds to get your feed sent anywhere in the world, click on farm vet to get any product you need sent to you anywhere in the world, you click on to, uh, you know, the transportation uh you, you can get it anywhere in the world. Uh, you know, weather.com, mapquest.com, ship.com, walmart.com, and Heisen. Heisen. Heisen has come together with all the horse industry, and they're putting together a program that gives you the guidelines for everything that you need, no matter what breed you are, just like International Equine Network. We don't care what breed it is. We want you to get all the information that you can. And what Heis is doing is they're getting the regulations for every state organized. They're getting all the regulations. So when you go to their website, you click on to, uh, to HISA. Um, it's uh, H-I-S-A dot org. A.org. They have every state rules and regulations for all the horse industry in each state. And how great is that? How great is that? You don't have to get on the phone and start calling. You don't have to do anything. You know, you just go right to that one number, and that they cover FEI, they cover USEF, they cover the thoroughbred, standard breads, they cover everything. And if you get your... Um, transportation, um, you know, and you want to know the rules and regulations going from Kentucky to to New York or Florida or, you know, wherever, uh, you go with it. You know, you, that's what you go with. And what I'd like uh, for people to start doing is calling in to us at 323-744-4831 and let us know 
you know, how they feel about, uh, you know, this distribution of equine products. Um, I don't care who small, uh, who it is, how small, uh, where you're at, or what breed you have. You know, you start calling in to us at IENTV.org, and I'm telling you what, you're going to be surprised what will happen for you because we want to get out about who you are, where you're at, and what you're doing. And and that's the same thing with Heiser. Um, they're wanting everybody to come to their website, and then they can see the rules and regulations and transportation information. Um, they got one thing on there, and I, I think this is the greatest thing because ever since I've been in the horse business, I can go back and count a thousand times over the arguments that, that have spun around the farms and the barns and the racetracks and showgrounds. It's when you take in a partner. <laughs> when you take in a partner. It's all good and real nice. It's all good and real nice for sure for a while. But somewhere along the line, there's going to be a little problem here and there. There's going to be a little problem. And what I like about it, as Heiss has got recommendations and, you know, they talk about the legalities and what needs to be done, you know, to um, form a partnership, you know, with your horse. Uh, they also have on there um, what you need to do, uh, like for a bill of sale uh, type thing. Uh, and, and see, it's all about information. And when you go to two or three, you know, literally, you, you could come to intv.org. And, and when we get this uh, uh, site built and, and the debut is going to be on um, the 1st of June, uh, where we got all breeds on there, and then you got a company like Heiza that tells you all the rules and regulations. You got a company like Hallway Feeds that can feed any horse anywhere in the world. You got Farm Vet that can supply you with anything that you need for your horses. You got uh, Equine Transportation. Uh, to where you can ship or fly your horse anywhere in the world. And, and all these things that we have together, you know, can make life a lot easier for you. It's not going to stress you out, you know, and, and that's that's what we're trying to do um, here at IEN. Uh, it's amazing uh, how much time, I, and I'm a real uh, time management uh, person. I do the same thing pretty much like every day, get up at the same time, go to bed at the same time. You know, that type of thing. And I, I think that helps me in my organization and, and what I'm doing. And, and so now uh, the pressure's on me because all the dreams and all the thoughts and, you know, all the things that I've been uh, thinking about over the last 20 years, especially the last two years, of what did I, how did I want to leave my mark in the horse industry? And my mark's going to be left by the website and the, and the programming, uh, video and, and uh, radio programs that we do to help benefit the horse industry. And and you gotta remember, when you when you come to me, your 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 story's gonna be told. It's not gonna be it cost you a thing. Not a thing. You come to me and we'll get that information out there and I'll talk your ears off. And you, I could talk to you every week, uh, you know, or just once a year. And but as long as we're talking about what you do and how we can help you do it. Uh, that, that's the main thing that we're trying to do. And, and I see so many people uh, in the horse industry. And, and when I came here to um, uh, Sunshine Meadows, my background mostly was in, uh, in uh, transporting horses on the air, in the air and on the ground and uh, working on the racetrack and the farms, thoroughbred farms. 
But when I came here to Sunshine Meadows, they've got uh, standard breads, they've got show horses, trail horses. Uh, we've got thoroughbreds. Todd Putcher has his horses at our Palm Beach Downs facility. And so, you know, I, I got thrown in, and, and then it just, it just uh, if, uh, reinforced the, the idea that I had about, you know, uh, distribution of, of uh, you know, uh, of information. And so now it's all come up, and, and we're getting it going and, and really trying to uh, get the job done. And, and a lot of people have worked with me on, you know, telling me their stories. And, and so now we've got to get it out to the general public so they can see it. You know, and they can get out and get involved with it and have a good time, you know. But it's all about information. Uh, and that information starts with the safety of the horse and the employees and the owners and the trainers, the jockeys, the show riders, um, you know, the ho- horse haulers. It's all about safety. And that's what I like about um, this HISA. Um, they're, they're putting all that together and letting you know the rules and regulations and then it's up to you because now you can't say that, hey, I don't know, uh, you know, I didn't know that, you know. Uh, ignorance of the rules and regulations is not, um, it, 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 it doesn't go wash with me or the states or the federal governments or the, or the country, you know, whatever country you're in. Uh, you're supposed to know the rules and regulations. And now in HISA, you have it all at one spot. You know, and just like all the other people that we have on our website, it's all at one spot. You don't have to go chasing nothing nowhere because it's right there and, and all. So, but it's about the integrity of the sports, the show horses, the standard breads, uh, you know, quarter horses and safety of them. That's what it's all about. And, and we keep trying to tell everybody that the business is good and don't let one bad incident, you know, ruin it for everybody, you know. Um, the World Equestrian Center is really getting good in, uh, uh, up in Ocala. Um, the, the, well, I tell you what, it's called the World Equestrian Center or WEC. And man, I'm telling you, boy, they got, they got a facility up there that's second to none. Well, it's only second to their facility that they got in Ohio. And, uh, and I mean, it's good. Um, try on North Carolina is fantastic. It's a good family getaway. Family, you can take the family that you can not, know nothing about horses, but you could go up to Tryon and spend a, a weekend or or a week up there and totally be entertained. They've got shows, they've got food, they got everything, just like they do at WEC. And then you got the Kentucky Horse Park. Um, you go there and you see uh, former champions that have retired. Um, you know, you can see polo, you can see uh, the museum, their, their gift store is really nice. It's really nice. I got some friends that uh, every year, um, right after Thanksgiving, uh, they drive up to Lexington and they get all their Christmas presents there at the, at, at the um, um, little shop they have in there at all. So, uh, and again, you know, we're pushing the information for all these people because I like to see everybody get out there and, you know, and take a look at it, uh, you know, to see what, uh, you know, what they're doing. So now we're into Preakness week. Oh boy. Is that going to be a good one this week at the Preakness? I'm telling you, uh, we don't know who's going to run in it. We'll have the uh, post position draw live on, uh, org. Uh, we'll have, um, that on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock, uh, come to the website and you'll see that live and, and you'll see who's doing what, and uh, 
you know, just kind of go from there. Um, some of the things that they're doing for the uh, trainers in the business, uh, you know, to help them get along with everything. Um, they have, uh, for the seventh year, straight year, the Maryland Jockey Club is offering bonus money totaling $100,000 uh, to trainers who run a minimum of five horses uh, in the 15 uh, in the 15 days that uh, they'll be there. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But see, they're doing all kinds of things like that. Um, the uh, I call it a block block blockbuster and weekend. I mean, it's going to be big. You know, people be talking that they don't even know horses uh, how big it is uh, because they do a good job at Pimlico. Um, if uh, you you go to their website. Uh, to Pimlico, uh, go to see Pimlico's website, uh, www.pimlico.com. You'll see what all's, uh, uh, what all's there. And the thing that I like the most, and, and I tell you, and I had experience with these people, uh, not all of them up there, uh, in Pimlico, but, um, the one, one place that I really like is they've got art. They've got art and they have people from all over the world coming in. And what they're doing is they're painting pictures of the horses, of the jockeys, of the farms, the everything. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing that. And I tell you what, there's some pretty good people in there. They got one kid in, in this year's um, art contest at Pimlico. He's eight years old. And they got uh, one person in there that's in, in, in her 80s, that are in her 80s. And she's out painting and going to the farms and seeing what it's all about. And, you know, that that's really makes it, it makes for, a, you know, a good time. And not only can they, you know, uh, display their art and their hobbies and their, their uh, talents, um, you know, and they do that and, and, and it's good. And it's all about the horse business. See, it's more to it than owning a horse or racing a horse or riding a horse. Uh, you know, you got all kinds of things that are available, like art. You know, you see the you see that through art. And if you go to our website uh, that we have here, uh, the art of racing uh, competition captures the beauty of the equine industry. And if you click onto that, it's a nice little uh, um, segment there, video segment about about what they do and and how they have the auction and they auction the horses or uh, the paintings off. And I mean, it's really, it's really something to, to see, uh, you know, there, uh, I, I was really interested in that and, um, you know, what can you do? You know, it's something that I, you can see, they, they paint and show you everything in their artwork, except for the smell of the horse. They haven't fixed that yet. Can't smell them, but boy, I tell you, it's just like being next to them. That's for sure. And also, um, but you know, Life is funny. Life is really funny. It, it's whatever you get into, and I don't care whether it's the horses, whether it's a NASCAR, whether it's basket weaving or whatever. It's all about gathering the right information to build a product that's good. And what we want the uh, public to know that the equine industry is good. It's on solid ground. Uh, you know, we do have our setbacks just like everybody else does, you know, in the business. We have our our uh, tragedies, we have our victories, and we have our everyday, uh, you know, life. 
and, and that's what we're trying to tell you. And I'm going to start bringing these things to you, uh, you know, like, um, you know, like show safe, bringing that to you. Uh, and, and I tell you what, if you go to, to the high, uh, that, that's, that's a, a website there that'll give you any and everything you need to know about, uh, you know, the horse industry. Uh, you know, that, that answers a lot of questions. And you don't have to have a, a lot of knowledge, but I guarantee you one thing, you go, you go to these websites that I'm sending you to, you're going to walk away knowing a lot about the horse industry and like you've been in it for 20 years. That's how good of the information that comes out of here. Um, we got, um, on here, it's uh, about the thoroughbred. It's about the different breeds of horses, but this week, uh, it's about the thoroughbred. It tells you all about it, how it came about, you know, when it started, how they started, uh, you know, why they're called a thoroughbred, uh, what it takes to uh, be a thoroughbred. Uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting, you know, uh, things to watch on. And so that, that's uh, what we're trying to do. Uh, we love the racing end of it. This time of year, I love it because everybody's getting ready for Saratoga. Uh, they're coming, they're coming up to Saratoga. Uh, Del Mar's coming up. And, uh, just remember, as they say, by the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea, Del Mar's the place to be. And when you get out there, you're going to see movie stars. You're going to see everything. You're going to see uh, rich people, poor people people like me out there and, and it's good it's a good family entertainment and, and it's a good way to spend the, the afternoon uh you know at the races there they got all kinds of stuff that they have there and then um you know you can uh, go to your local shows in your area um just uh, google uh equine events or horse events uh and put your zip code in and it'll tell you what all they got there and you'd be surprised to learn how many equestrian events are in your community that you might not know about. And, and that's for sure. It makes a good family vacation, you know, good family outing, whether it's for a day or a weekend or a week. Uh, you know, that's what you try to do and everything. Well, aren't you guys glad out there that I'm not selling cars? I'm trying to sell this horse business and everything. I'm going to have to give me some white shoes and sky blue pants. And then I'll start selling this horse business. That's for sure. But, um, no, uh, call us if you can. Call us sometimes, 323-744-4831. And uh, you can talk live to us here, or you can call me at, at uh, the office here, 561-466-1272, or you can email me at ienequinetv um, at gmail.com. And uh, just email me what you need to ask or what you'd like to know, and I'll help you any way you can. Uh, you know, I can to do that. But, um, no, in, in uh, reality, the horse industry is, is really good. Uh, it's good for kids. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you a little bit about every, everything, you know, in life, uh, how to manage uh, your time. Uh, you know, how to manage your money, um, how to have fun, you know, how to travel, you know, what do I need when I go to travel with my horse or just by myself. It's really good. It's really good, uh, you know. Uh, like today, we got America's Day at the races on our website. It's uh, racing from all across the country, Belmont, Pimlico, 
uh, you know, everywhere. And it, it, it's some good information that they have on that. It's really a, a good uh, program, a very, uh, very likable program that you can relax in and everything. And then we got the Global Champions Tour from uh, from Spain. Uh, I'm telling you, boy, these guys travel. They go to they go to 12 different countries, I believe it is, in t- over 12 months. And uh, then they have uh, their World Championships, and it's really good. It's really good. You can see it on a, uh, you can see it on IENTV.org, and it will give you the link that'll take you direct, directly to uh, GCTV, and so you'll you'll see uh, see some good things. And it's live. That's what we do here. It's live and and uh, tape. Uh, we got everything here for what we're doing, and also. But the the Derby. Uh, get back to the Derby. Um, it had the largest television, um, you know, viewership. And so they're doing things right. They built the paddock. Uh, they re, re, just literally rebuilt Churchill Downs. Uh, it's twice the size in, in the grandstands and, uh, in the paddock area from when I first came into the business back in, uh, in 1980, 1981. And, and it's further better. It's further better. You know, uh, they had, they had pretty good coverage TV wise uh, this year. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't like when ABC had the Triple Crown, uh, you know that type of thing. And we're trying to get them to um, get all three networks uh, to get involved in having, you know, the Derby, at, you know, uh, with one company. And, and that's what we're trying to do there. And we're just trying to do a lot of things to help the horse industry. Um, I can't say enough about the veterinarians. Um, I, ha- I have a little piece of uh, a horse, a uh, uh, little filly, and uh, she had won a couple of races, and, you know, she's doing good, but she she fractured her knee down at Gulfstream Park in uh, Miami. They call it a slab fracture. And usually when that happens, uh, they operate them, and they put two screws or, you know, some screws in their leg, and, and heal it back up, and they can literally uh, race again after that. So instead of doing uh, doing that, we sent her from Miami up to Lexington to Rudin Riddle. They operated on her. They put the screws in, took good care of her, and so now she's on her way uh, to recovery. And we don't know if she's going to race again or be a broodmare, you know, or what have you. But that's that's what we did, uh, you know, with them. And, and so. Again, it's about the horse. It's all about the horse. And so I, I told I told uh, one of the drivers that, that took her up there, I said, hey, guys, I said, be careful with her. And, and the driver, I've known him for 30 years, he told me, he said, man, he said, if I had a penny for every time somebody told me that, he said, I hear that in my sleep at night. He said, I'm always careful. I said, I know, but, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that you have to do, uh, you know, when you're concerned, you know, that you, that you care, you know, for the horses. And also, <laughs> you know, he, she got up there, she got good, got through surgery, uh, you know, she's recovering good. And we have the people and we have the things and tools, you know, to keep our industry safe. And, and so now it appears that the big jump has become uh, – the uh, Heisen. I think that's the big jump because what they did is, you know, you would think, oh, well, you know, like 
oh, we need to be, uh, you know, good um, surgeons, good vets, you know, or good this, good that. And what I like about uh, about the Heisen is the fact that they give you the information that you need to know about your horse. And, for example, if, if you got a horse that gets sick or goes to, needs to go to the, um, you know, to the vet clinic, you got it right in the palm of your hand. You got you got your phone, you know, and you you can go to Heisen and you can look at it, you know. And, and with these apps that are coming out now, and we're going to talk about next week, um, you got it, you got it in the palm of your hand, right right in your phone, and you can tell when the, what they had for for lunch that uh, that day. You can tell them uh, what kind of medication they got, who gave it, and what time it was given, you know. And what it does is it, it gives you. Uh, a path. It, it gives you, uh, you know, uh, the horse's history, and it's a journey. Uh, like, like we say at the beginning of the show, you know, the journey starts here, and, and meaning that we've got enough information here that you can start a journey with a horse, and not leave the website and do whatever you need to do, and you know, and get there. That's how you get there. You know, so, uh, you know. I I lay awake. I work hard all day. Well, sort of. But um, I, you know, I, I then I go to bed at night and I start thinking about these things. You know what we could do and how we could do it. And, and it's quite interesting. I've had a lot of experience with these horses over the years. And I tell you, I, I'm getting old. I don't chew tobacco, but I can't wait till I get that hump in my back and. And when I, you know, start to uh, start chewing on stuff that I don't have in my mouth, and you know, and, and start to well, here tell, here tell this happened, you know, and tell my experience. If I'm, I've got enough experience now, I can start telling stories, you know. So I'm kind of glad, glad to do that, uh, you know, see what happens with that. So, but you know, all in all, all in all, it's about organization. And it's about surrounding yourself around the right people. It's what you got to do. It's what you exactly got to do. And don't get offended. Somebody tells you this is the way you should do it. You know, you, you just go from there with it. And, and you try to just educate yourself as much as you can. Meet as many people as you can. And, and just take it from there. And that's why I'm getting kind of excited now. Is because now, with my website... I'm starting to get the right people involved, you know, with me. It's taken a lot of years to, you know, figure it out. But now with technology and with businesses the way they are, it's about, you know, uh, getting involved with all the right people around you. And, and now, and, you know, there's two people that I've already said this to. 20 years ago, I told them, I said, it's about exposure. I said you you got to you got to get your product out there and distribution is the way to do it. And you know they were saying, well, you know, if I want to, you know, put a horse show on TV, you know, it's going to cost me a lot of money. Or if I want to do racing, or if I, you know, whatever equine show you want to do, and which was true at that time, it was true. It, it cost a lot of money to do that, and so now. You know, it's just reversed the opposite. The, the TV uh, and sporting companies are wanting to get that distribution. So now they're coming in and they're paying, they're paying, uh, you know, the horse people 
you know, to to televise or, you know, produce the, the shows for, you know, the horse industry. And, and that and that was a, a no-brainer uh, because, I mean, you look at baseball and you look at uh, football, basketball, NASCAR, look how they've grown over the years, you know, and it's all about, you know, distribution of your product. And once you get the distribution for your product out there, uh, you know, like at BBS, you get 26 countries, you know, and all these good things that, that go. Uh, once you get that, uh, you know, it's sweet, you know, because uh, you're getting that distribution out there. And, and like uh, we're going to be doing a thing uh, here with John Deere uh, this year. And he said, well, you know, John Deere, you know, why, why John Deere? Well, let me tell you something about, about uh, the website and the distribution of information that, that I'm doing here. Everybody needs a weed eater. You don't go into John Deere and say, hey, I need a weed eater for my thoroughbred farm or for my uh, standard bread farm or for my show horse farm. You just go in and say, I need a weed eater. And that's all John Deere needs to hear is I need a weed eater. And then they'll, they'll, find, they'll get you one that, that, that fits you just right. You know, and, and so that, that's uh, uh, some of the things that we're doing. But we're going to be really organized starting next Friday. Now, we're going to do a Zoom uh, next Friday at 2 o'clock. Um, we're going to have uh, talks um, about blacksmiths. We're going to talk about uh, the HISA. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, two or three others with two or three other companies um, that are involved in this and make some major announcements, uh, you know, and how you can get involved as a horse person uh, with these companies. And I guarantee you, the companies you're going to be able to talk to next week, it's going to make your life a lot easier. That's for sure. I'll tell you, some of the things that I've seen here in the last 30 days and the companies that I've been dealing with, I'm telling you, boy, it's going to be nice. And I, I keep saying, where was that? And, you know, where were these guys at 20 years ago? You know, where were they at? Because I tell you what, they are going to make life easier. You know, and, and that, that's next segment. I, I've got it on here, and it, it was kind of funny how I did it. Uh, you know, I had feeding the horse, horses around the world. I mean, that wasn't a, that wasn't a no-brainer. I mean, that was, you know, I, I figured that one out, you know. And, and so um, I said, holy cow, what can I do next? So what did I do? Quick links. Put quick links on there. And like now, the horsemen come onto the website. They go in there. You can go to Trivago. They got everything. Weather.com. MapQuest. Ship.com that gets your groceries and and, and uh, prescriptions and everything. Walmart, there's a Walmart everywhere, you know. But it's a direct link to Walmart, and once you get, go to that direct link, you can put in the zip code wherever you're at, and you know get get to Walmart. Got Heisa on there. You, you go to Heisa, you go there and look at that website and see what they're doing, and that's really a good website because it's very self-explanatory. And they got the people there that can answer the questions for you. And, and I don't care whether you knew or whether you've been in the business a long time. You go to Heisa and tell them, well, I'm going to Kentucky and what do I need to, you know, go there? And they got the information, you know, that you can click on and, and find out what the rules and regulations are, you know, at, uh, you know, going to Kentucky from Florida or, or going overseas, you know, that type of thing. And we're going to be talking with, uh, an uh, airline company um, that flies horses all over the world. They're the biggest uh, shipper of everything that they do there. And so um, 
uh, in flying horses. And they're going all the way over to, uh, they ship the uh, uh, Olympic horses. Uh, they do that. And it's going to be interesting because we're going to go behind the scenes and see how they do it. And have you ever thought about how they get to the Olympics? Have you ever thought about how they get from California to, to Kentucky? Uh, when I was flying with Enstone, uh, we would fly, uh, from uh, the states to Anchorage. We'd go over the top, uh, into, um, into Hong Kong, into China, into, um, you know, into Japan and Asia, Macau. And, uh, you know, it, it went quick, you know, 31 hours and we're, we're pretty much done. And then the one thing that, that was interesting is uh, the, the airport in Macau was just a long, straight strip, and it, it, was, it was poorly built, and you really couldn't use it because it was just so rough and uneven. So whenever we'd take a load of horses to Macau, we would fly uh, from the States over the top. We'd get into, uh, into uh, Japan. Then we'd go down to Hong Kong and uh, fly into Hong Kong International. <laughs> and then we would take the horses and we would load them on flatbed trucks uh, in their box, in the in-stone box, and we'd take them over to uh, to the bay, and then we would, we would barge them over from the South China, from, uh, from uh, Hong Kong through the South China Sea into Macau. And that's how they got there. So they, it's interesting to see, and you'll see that, on the programs we'll have how they fly and when they fly and how often they fly, like this year in the Kentucky Derby. You know, we had horses that came over from Japan, and they came over, you know, uh, a couple of weeks beforehand and really enjoyed themselves, and then they flew back. And they did good. Uh, you know, those horses are good, and they're getting a lot better. But, you know, it's all part of the information and how you get there and how, how you, uh, you know, go about things. So, But, um, you know, we just wanted to... Let me ramble on here. Well, I tell you, that's one thing that's good about not having a boss here. I can say what I want and do what I want, go where I want, when I want. You know, but now that's all going to be changing because i got uh, people that we're going to get involved with that uh, we're going to give them the best opportunity to do distribution of their equine information that they've ever seen. There's not a marketing company in this country that's going to be able to get the distribution out like, like International Equine Network. And that's why we're getting hooked up with the right people and doing the right things. And also, we want you to come in and join us next uh, Friday at 2 o'clock on the International Equine Network. Um, just call us, email us, uh, ienequinetv at gmail.com, um, ientv.org, you know, or 561-466-1272. Have a great weekend. Have a blessed weekend. And go do, go horsing around this weekend.